Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talk and sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post alongside Aaron Evernham. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Doing great. Yeah, Doing Daytona good. was good. Daytona was good. Hot, sweaty, sticky, gross. <laughs> you walk outside, you went from like nicely cleaned up and showered to gross in like 30 seconds. <laughs> um, but... This is probably the first time I've ever been to Daytona in the summer. We did not have rain. Did not even have rain impact the two NASCAR races. Yeah, They went off as scheduled. Um, So it just means we're in for a doozy somewhere down the road. Yeah, like this week. Like this week. Well, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah, with a hurricane coming through. So, um, yeah, so it was good. Great, great, uh, great, great trip to Daytona. Great, great time, that's for sure. So all is good. And looks like all is well in the sprint car world. And McCarl won the Knoxville Championship. So (laughs) it was Austin picking up the win. So. Like the stars are aligning, all's right in the world. So, yeah, good stuff. Fun yeah, stuff. except for we're talking championship. Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> yes, I know. It's just not. It's just not good at all. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Let's get into our Hefter Racing product hot topics. Okay, um, there was a shark attack, not in Daytona Beach, Florida, <laughs> but in that uh, in in North Dakota. I didn't realize they had shark attacks in North Dakota. Yeah, you know those rivers and lakes up there. Oh, you never know. You never know what uh, what the Shots family <laughs> and all those people are doing up there in those rivers and lakes. They got well, they didn't. It wasn't on the rivers and lakes. It was Rivers City River. Speedway and Red River yeah, Valley how Speedway. About that? Tied it oh, all together. Tied it all together there. Oh, this is this is this is audio gold right here. <laughs> but Logan Schuhart, what a weekend! Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, he always has speed, but shoof. Put it all together. Yeah. Um, Friday night, uh, River Cities passed Sheldon coming with two to go to get the win. A little bit of redemption for him on this mm. one is that a couple years ago, Kyle Larson stole one from him right yep. at the end. So uh, Logan was able to get that one back and, and, and get the best of Sheldon. And then uh, they rolled over to Red River Valley Speedway, and there was no late race passing of anything. <laughs> it was a flag-to-flag win from, uh, from Logan. So, um, and he's going to join us here on the program. I cannot believe he has 40 career wins. No, I was thinking that, too, when I was reading it. I'm like, 40 career wins, if you think, you know, we always talk about it, but where that team started to where they are now, it's a, if that's not a made-for-movie type of story, I don't know what is. Yeah, and then the million-dollar win earlier this yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. 19th on the all-time win list for the World of Outlaws, 5th 
World of Outlaw win this season. And I think it was the fifth year of winning at least five, five right? Yeah. yeah. Which Whew. that'll add up. That'll 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 yeah. get you to forty. But it's like it's absolutely amazing. And so good to see for Logan and, and, and Bobby and everybody on that shark racing team. So that is cool. Uh, had a good weekend as well. Uh, someone else who had a good weekend was Aaron Reitzel. Uh, IRA bumper-to-bumper sprints were at 34 Raceway in the eastern part of Iowa mm-hmm. on Friday night. Picked up the win. And Saturday night, the season finale at Knoxville. Uh, Reitzel picked up his third win of the season and uh, had that baby roll in there. He really mm-hmm. did. He was stout. Um, third win of the season was a six thousand dollar win. We mentioned Austin McCarl's the track champion there, but uh, and our buddy Chase Randall with the three sixty Chase Randall with the yeah. three sixty championship exactly. So uh, that is good stuff out there in Knoxville, and uh, we get to wait until April to see sprint cars at Knoxville again. Now. <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Michigan, the All Stars hit the Wolverine State. Zeb Wise picked up his sixth win of the season. It was his second in a row. Uh, picked up the win at Tri-City in Auburn, Michigan on Friday night. So Zeb has got that uh, Rudine 26 mm-hmm. car rolling. Uh, that's a pretty good combination, and he's done a really, really nice job. Saturday night, though, there was a little sunshine in the air. Uh, Tyler Courtney picked up his eighth win at the Butler Battlegrounds, eighth win of the season at Butler Battlegrounds. It was the Mace Thomas Classic. 37 cars showed up. Um, and Todd Buffenbarger. Okay, TJ Slideways. Um, he tweeted a little bit about this, and this is a theme that I had talked about a couple years ago, going to Butler, and mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. Butler has been, Butler has had a history of being brutal at times. And I went a couple years ago, and it was, okay, this is all right. And TJ had a post on Sunday about a lot of optimism about what's going on at Butler. And we had a little back and forth, and he said, yeah, if you can give them a little blast on uh, Tuesday, I think they'd appreciate it. And I said, how about we do this? How about we bring you on so we can talk about it? TJ's yeah. a Michigan guy. And I'll be honest with you, Kendra and I might have had TJ on early in the show, but I don't know. It's been years. Yeah. If we've, if, I was going to say, I don't remember. I mean, I, I I've know known TJ for a yeah, long time. we've all yeah. known him. Yeah. It's like, kind of like I'm thinking, shame on us for not having TJ yeah. on the show because he's like one of those rocks. You know, when we look at the way yep. media in sprint car racing, you've got Allen with hose heads. Yeah. And then you had TJ. And then it's all kind of blown up and changed. We started kind and of with the podcast media, stuff yeah, and social media. And Jeremy Ellett's doing what he's doing. And Justin Fiedler's doing what he's doing. But, uh, you know, when you look at it, hose heads and TJ Slideways have been there forever. Yeah, from the and, beginning. Yeah. And, and Todd just keeps knocking it out. And there, there's not a finer person on the planet than Todd either. <laughs> and so it's kind of like after I invited him to be on the show, I'm like, why have we not done this? Why is he Soon not enough. in our rotation, you know, annually? Yeah, to get like his a Brad Doty type of. Yeah, like a yeah. Brad Doty. We get Jeremy Elliott on. Yeah. TJ, I mean, so I'm glad. So now we're, we're starting it. Now we're starting it, exactly. And so I'm glad we're having TJ on, and uh, it'll be good to talk about uh, sprint car racing in his home state of Michigan, but then we'll talk yeah. some big picture stuff as well. So love it. I really do. I think that is great. Uh, up in Pennsylvania, it was Brent Marks. Yep. Um, speaking of great stuff, um, Brett Marks is sixth or eighth win of the season. And and um, Jeremy Elliott had a really good piece on the Sprint Car Unlimited about, you know, Brett Marks really isn't having a bad season. The problem is we overlay it from last year. <laughs> We're comparing it, yes. We're comparing it to last year. So he's rolling along pretty well. Chase Dietz picked up the win in the Kramer Cup, mm-hmm. and then uh, Danny Dietrich won at BAPS. 
And we're gearing up now. The, the fun stuff Here in Pennsylvania begins yep. soon. So uh, going to be good. Um, great stuff. So um, there you have it. It was a big weekend of racing and a little, maybe a little calm before the storm because now with, dirt, with the Dirt Classic in Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Month of Money starts this weekend. Yep. Kind of a little calm before the storm, but uh, it'll get it'll get ramped up and ready to go, and everyone will be screaming and hollering at each other before long. <laughs> well, they already we, are. We, but, you know. are. we know that's to be the case. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And to my knowledge, it was a weekend without Danny Dietrich and Freddie Raymer getting together. Yeah, so, uh, so that's new. That? Oh, well, put all that money on the line. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, and, yes, our co-host Ashley is all geeked up because it's Juniata County Fair. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Is she Those making people, pies again? She's making pies again. Yeah. Those people. Those people in Juniata County. I mean, they are fair folks. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is religion. I mean, I love a fair. Yeah. But and I'm fair telling food. You, and fair food. But these people, they take it to the nth degree, but they have sprint cars at their fair. Yeah, so that's, a that's, that's a whole other kind of That's a whole other Exactly. Um, there you have it. Our Hefter Racing Products, HRP Hot Topics. HRP knows sprint car racing. Therefore... They know what works best for your, other, your team. No other accessory can match the quality, performance, and design. And the top trailer builders use HRP trailer accessories to outfit their stock and custom-built units. And they're always adding, like, new cordless tool charging stations that are sleek in design, hold two cordless drills, impacts, or flashlights, and the battery chargers. It keeps clutter from your workbench, so the roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer. Yes, indeed. And it's that time of the year where all of a sudden teams are starting to look at the offseason and we're down to a handful of races left. I've seen some teams point about we had a good year and we're all done. Now's the time to start to restock, look at your shop, look at your trailer. What can you do? And, and go on hrpracing.com, hrpracing.com, and they can help you keep things organized and point in the right direction as you work through this offseason. So there you have it, our Hepner Racing product. Hot topics. We need to step away. Let's go to the guest line when we come back. The Sage Fruit Hotline, that is. Logan Shuhart from Shark Racing joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go right to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us fresh off from not one, but two trips to Victory Lane for the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars from up in North Dakota. Already has made his way over to Skagit in Washington. Logan Schuhart joins us. Hello, Logan. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, we're all the way in Washington, so it was a nice drive and uh, had a 
yeah, good drive here and be able to think about two wins. So it's nice. It's got to be a fun weekend. Not only, I mean, you, you, you go in and there's times you'll sweep a place or a, or a weekend, but to go to two different racetracks, two different styles, two different types of things, got to be very rewarding to have the speed at both those places this weekend. Sure. The River City has kind of always been good to us. I feel like, you know, as far as a points perspective, you want to go um, to the tracks that you've, you know, had good finishes in the past and kind of capitalize on it. And um, usually River Cities is one that we feel good about going to, but, um, you know, we won there in 2019, a little bit, definitely a different style racetrack that night. It was real dry, slick and slow. And, uh, Friday night was really hammered down and, um, really fast. So, uh, just, just nice to get a win. And, um, you know, at, at that racetrack, it's a fun one. And, uh, to go to, to Saturday and, you know, a place that, you know, we've kind of been fast there in the past also, never won there before, but, um, you know, got passed by Donnie with a few laps to go a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, two wins on the weekend. It's just, it's just really awesome to be able to, to win two races like that. Logan, after the race, you talked about, um, you know, being in the, in the second position, you kind of could see lap traffic. You could see, um, you know, where you were gaining on the leader. Talk about what that's like. We, I feel like that's a conversation we have a lot um, with people who are able to steal the race kind of towards the end of it versus like Saturday night when you led the whole race. Talk about why it's so much almost better to be in the, in the second place for that time being to, to judge the lap cars, judge your speed. What is it that, that gives you that, um, that advantage being in second almost in those situations? Uh, well, I feel like a track like Friday, it's, um, you know, like I said, it was really fast. There's a little bit of a slick spot through the, the middle of one and two and three and four. And, you know, also you, you race that racetrack enough that you kind of get a good idea of how the racetrack kind of transitions throughout the night or where the fast lines, you know, feel a little bit better um, as the race goes on. But, um, you know, we started third. Um, well, we actually started fourth, but we got to third right away. And, um, you know, Following Donnie and Sheldon, you know, they're both running the top. It seemed like it was definitely the fastest way around the beginning of the race. But um, you can kind of start searching a little bit without losing a lot of momentum as long as, you know, you read the racetrack right. And, um, you know, you don't hit the grease on the bottom of the racetrack or, or anything like that. But you kind of search without losing a, a whole lot of ground on them. So you kind of feel things out for later on in the race. And, uh I was able to get Donnie on a on a restart. Just fired in the bottom as hard as I could, and um, he was probably in Shel a little bit of Sheldon's dirty air, so it kind of hurt him a little bit. And then I was able to get by him. And as the race went on, you know, most lap cars are probably on the bottom of the racetrack, but uh, just trying to search a little bit. You know, I still feel like the the top was the fastest way around at the end of the race, um, but it was also a little little treacherous. It, it at some point to kind of drive the left rear of the car and um and want to throw you towards the wall on the front stretch and you know the back stretch with no no guardrail i kind of want to throw you off the racetrack so um i feel like you know when sheldon felt that way a little bit maybe at the end of the race i was able to go to the bottom and show my nose a little bit just enough to maybe think maybe let him think that the the bottom was a little bit better and then when he when he moved i was able to go around the outside so um this is running the car hard when you're in second you can run the car so much harder i feel like sometimes and 
you know, when you're out front, you don't want to make mistakes. So you get stuck in the position of, you know, not wanting to make too many mistakes and not take as many chances and um, be a little conservative. And that can kind of be a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. I really can. And, and uh, Saturday night, when, when you're leading a race like that, and we have the luxury of watching on Dirt Vision, so we can see margins and everything. Are you kind of, as you're leading it, are you kind of just waiting for something to happen? Yeah, that, I mean, I felt like I was setting a, a good pace yeah. on Saturday night. Is the, the racetrack was really, really good. It was, um, you know, we've been to Red River Valley where it's been, you know, kind of eating tires, really slick and kind of abrasive, where you only can really run one line of the track. And last year was the complete opposite. It was kind of hammered down, sort of like Friday night was. Uh, but this year they did an awesome job with preparing the racetrack, and it's. Uh, you know, as the night went on, you could really, you know, it might have been a little fast in the heat races, but then come dash time and uh, feature time, the there was distinct lines throughout the racetrack. And I felt like, um, you know, our car was so good right out of the box. That start on the pole um, really was in our favor. You know, as the, as the race went on, I was able to get out in the lead pretty early. And whenever I got to a lap car, they never really slowed me down. I could go to the bottom if I had to, to get by them. Um, I could run the top of, you know, both corners, uh, really just move around and, and pick my marks. And even towards the end of the race, uh, I was able to run the, the middle of three and four. So um, just felt really good. And I, you know, I saw a lot, uh, you know, second through fourth there at the end, they were, you know, three wide, uh, you know, coming through three and four to the finish. So uh, those guys probably felt that way too, but we were able to get, get a little bit of distance on them throughout the race and, you know, just give ourselves a, a comfortable um, comfortable lead to, to, to get to the finish. Logan, we talked to James McFadden last week after he had swept two races at Jackson, and he talked about this part of the season. It gets tough. You're past Knoxville. It kind of seems like, you, you know, you're really into the grind of it. You've got the big West Coast trip coming up. But he talked about how important it was to have those wins and, and things to be going right and how it kind of pumped the whole team up. Is that something you feel as well? Yeah, you know, I, I said a couple of weeks ago that I feel like we really put ourselves in a hole as far as the championship standings are concerned. But um, I just wanted to win as many races that we could throughout the rest of the year and be as consistent as possible that we can build on something for next year. Um, you know, we're in a really good spot since, you know, winning the, the million in July that we can, you know, prepare for next year a lot better than what we normally do with as far as race cars and parts and, you know, just start looking forward to, to being in a better spot with engines and, and really our whole program. Uh, but the rest of this year, just focus on winning races, be consistent. And, um, you know, I just told our guys before the weekend that I wanted to have a, you know, we seem like we've been up and down lately. You know, one night we'll be on the podium or contending for a win. The next night we're 11th or 12th. So I wanted to, you know, have a consistent weekend and obviously it couldn't have been any better than what it was. So I'd like to, to continue doing that. You know, Skagit's been good to us. The only other place that we've swept the weekend was at Skagit. So hopefully that plays in their favor. We can come here and, and run really well also. That is so cool. Yeah, it really truly is for sure. Uh, changes in the shark racing camp with Jake stepping aside there a little bit. And you've got Tanner Holmes as a teammate. Now Tanner doesn't have a lot of experience, but is is a change on the teammate a fresh perspective? Um, how how is that blend and how is that balance going as uh, as you guys bring Tanner along? 
Yeah, Tanner's a great kid. He's, um, you know, at Knoxville, and they talk about who to put in the car maybe for the rest of the year. Um, his name came up. We felt like he was a, a good fit for going to, you know, the West Coast. It's some tracks that he's been familiar with. Uh, he's also, you know, owns his own team. Um, you know, it's a family-owned car, so, you know, we can relate to that. We felt like he's going to – he's a he's a gasser. We've watched him race before. He's, he's ran really well. Um, you know, he gasses it up when he needs to, but he also understands um, what it's like to own his own car and, you know, hopefully not tear stuff up. So, you know, we we realize stuff happens, but, um, you know, you don't want somebody in there that's careless either. So Tanner seemed like a good fit for the cars. You know, we've getting along really well with his family and him. And, um, yeah, we think he's doing a great job. So uh, hopefully that, you know, continues when we come out to the West Coast. And, you know, I, I enjoy having him as a, as a teammate. Logan, let's talk a little bit more about the West Coast. You mentioned Skagit's been really good to you in the past, but then you guys go down to the Gold Cup and hit some other races in California. Uh, what is it like this time of the year? I know your girlfriend posted some really nice pictures from somewhere out there in the state of Washington. What is it like this time of year? I mean, not only just the races, but uh, the time you get to maybe do a little sightseeing between the races. Oh, for sure. This, this trip from uh, North Dakota to uh, Washington State is the most beautiful drive that we do all year, no doubt. So um, we look forward to, you know, it, it's, I'm not somebody that likes being stuck in, you know, sitting down for, you know, 12 hours a day. I'm not used to that. Um, I like going doing stuff or, you know, not sitting down for 12 hours. But if you're going to, this is the, the nicest drive that we do all year for sure. It's very scenic, very pretty. And uh, I just enjoy the, you know, Pacific Northwest. I think it's awesome being up this part of the country. It's really pretty. So um, it's fun to be racing out here and be out here at this time of the year. Yeah, you guys, you guys made a lot of good time getting over there. You're over there. It's Tuesday noon Eastern time, and you're already there in Washington. Uh, do you have something specific you like to do when you're there in Skagit? Is there a specific uh, activity or something you really are looking forward to between now and Thursday night when things tee up again? Well, last year we went to a Motley Crue concert. I don't think we're doing that this year. That was really cool. But, um, no, we'll rent a car. There's some really cool, um, you know, I like the outdoors. There's some really cool spots to just go hiking. So we try to do a little bit of that and um, just kind of check out the scenery. Like I said, it's one of the coolest spots as far as that goes. But uh, just check out some of that and go hiking. I feel like there's not a better spot to do that than this part of the country. I'm curious because I have recently started hiking as well. Is the balance of the noise of racing and the quiet of hiking, do you find that a, a good combination for yourself? Yeah, I think that's why. Uh, so I'm known to be a, a hunter too. And um, oh, yeah. I tell I tell everybody that talks, I don't need to, you know, I like to just sit out in the woods. That's, that's for me, the, you know, the craziness of, of racing sometimes which we all love so much but to, to just sit out there and you know kind of take in nature and and, and all that stuff I, I love that so you get that with hiking too just you know walking through the, the woods and I, I just I enjoy it yeah we were in Phoenix earlier this year for the cup race Georgia Henneberry who does stuff on flow racing she was with us and we spent the afternoon at Phoenix and then we went back to the hotel and went hiking and two hours later we're in the middle of nowhere where it's peace and quiet i just find that yeah i found that fascinating as i've, I've kind of recently discovered hiking as well that is uh 
Good stuff, that's for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, Logan, we always appreciate the conversation. Uh, we wish you continued success, and uh, thanks for the time joining us this week on Wing Nation. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. There we go. Logan Schuhart, that shark racing Dryden, number one S car. Two wins this past weekend. We need to step away when we come back. TJ Slideways, Todd Buffenbarger, he joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. And as I said at the top of the show, shame on us. Okay, we just talked to Todd, to TJ. Um, we did have him on years ago. So we did have him on one time. I don't know why we don't do it more often. And this is the start of something right here. Todd Buffenbarger, TJ Slideways joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, TJ. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Good. Are you TJ or are you Todd? How does that work? I go by I go by either one. Uh, honestly, uh, most of the racing people know me as TJ. Uh, it just sort of like this is just poor planning back in 1996. I didn't think I'd still be doing 1996. That. So uh, yeah, so it's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah. So I'll answer to either or. Okay. 1996, we, we've we talked about the lay of the land as far as sprint car media goes. 1996, there wasn't much around as far as sprint car coverage. Where'd you come up with the idea for TJ Slideways, and how did you put that all together? I was a college kid with a really bad social life, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and just had time to kill, to be honest. And I always wanted to write, and I thought, well, this would be a good medium. Uh, you know, I'm starting... And at the time, I was a music education major, of all things. I was just getting ready to switch up over to IT-related uh, majors and stuff. So it worked out. We you know, came up with it from scratch and started writing it. It just took fire from there. TJ, we talk about, you know, your site and, and, and hose heads from back in the day. That's like when I first started really racing in sprint cars. That's where you got all of your info. How has it been for you to see the whole media platform change with social media and all the, the chaos that we all live now? But for you, having a website that is so popular, how, how have you like managed that? You know, it's it's been interesting because now I don't have to run around and find spots to do my work. I work for I've worked for quite a while from wherever I was. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so that's that's been the biggest change. Uh, we've changed a lot of how we cover the races a little bit. You know, now that mm -hmm. everyone at home is watching 
I'm not as anchored to my laptop as I used to be at the racetrack. And we're trying to do some different things coverage-wise, like with the takeaways and kind of go. Actually, almost it's more like the way I covered it back in 1996 or 98, where I'm not so anchored to what's happening every second on the racetrack and I can go wander around and find some different stories and stuff because now everyone's watching it on TV. I don't have to do the blow-by-blow updates on social. So Mm -hmm. that's been the biggest change probably in the past four or five years. It's fascinating. It really truly is. Uh, It's just fascinating to see how this thing has evolved and, and how it's rolled along. All right, so... You and I, this conversation started about a place that you have a lot of passion for. I have had a love-hate relationship for the Butler Battlegrounds, Butler Speedway up in uh, up in Quincy, Michigan. The last time I was there, I'm like, there's a glimmer of good stuff going on here. You were there Saturday night, TJ, and it seems like Tim Wilbur and the gang have things in a really good direction up there at the Battlegrounds. Well, let's, to be honest, my relationship was very love-hate for a long time, too, with it, to yeah. be honest, and because it was frustrating for a long time because it was it is our only weekly sprint car venue, and it's important in the whole ecosystem of sprint car racing in the area, not just in Michigan, because it's a place where a lot of younger drivers will go and get laps because they can get them there, and, and so a lot of people will start their career, and that's right, maybe where they, they make a feature or two and gain confidence and go someplace else, and it's a place where you see cars that you really don't see anywhere else, so it had been in decline for a significant amount of time. I mean, it kind of peaked when the All-Stars made their last visit 2016 there. It it was not a good experience for everybody, and they did not come back until this year. But uh, last year, Tim Wilbur got the track. It's the rumblings of this kind of started in late 2021, and things started kind of progressing there and had conversations with Tim, and they got it really late. They've only really had one full off-season with this racetrack. And I would be hard-pressed to find someone that's made as big of a turnaround with a racing facility as they have. That is exciting. It really truly is. And, and, and really, Tim, when you look at him, he's just a local businessman with a passion for it, right? Well, I would – he's – that family, the Wilbur family, is a multiple-generation racers okay. out of that area, and they live right around the racetrack there. Every one of their businesses are run – with the highest of quality. I mean, they are great at what they do, and they run the racetrack just like that. They took it on just like it was another one of their businesses. Everything's done the right way. Uh, And uh, Tim's just, I think if someone else had tried to take that on, it would have taken longer because not only does Tim know the racing business, but he knew the, the ins and outs of what goes on there probably as well as anybody. So he not only knew the pain points, but knew the finer details of them. So he knew right away what to jump into and start fixing over there. And I mean, every when I walked in there last year, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like it was amazing, the turnaround, and I wrote about it. And that article seemed to really catch fire and by the time I got to Eldora in September, the All-Stars were asking me questions about it, considering a return to the facility. TJ, for, for us that live in North Carolina, what are some of the improvements? Obviously, they were physical because you talked about the appearance, but obviously management and, and running the whole show, all of those things, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Like we were, we were actually sitting around the point, the pit area, talking about how we were disappointed uh, that we were only done by eleven there on Saturday night. And, and, I, and I was like, "Wait a minute, guys, think about this. We're we're talking about eleven o'clock at this place where we used to be out at one or two in the morning. So I mean, it was you know the the pro everything for the program, the programs run. Obviously, you know, freshening up everything." new bleacher boards, fresh coats of paint. One of the best things that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, they widened the racetrack 12 feet mm. on the bottom. They brought the thing in 12 feet on the bottom and put in a berm instead of those famous tractor tires. You know, Aaron, how much every, all racers love tractor tires, mm, right? Yeah. So they actually went with they went with the berm. And I, I, I think it was proof in the racing. I mean, if you look where all the top three finished, I believe that the winner was fifth, uh, started fifth, and then everyone else was later on ninth or tenth where they started on the podium, which that is almost unheard of at that place for a race like that. Yeah. You mentioned in your in the in the post that triggered this conversation, the race was the Mace Thomas Classic. Um, Thirty-seven cars showed up there, and you had indicated that. And, and again, we don't want to get the cart in front of the horse here, but you had indicated that. This race may have found a home, and we may be on to something. What's the What's the story with the Mace Thomas Classic, and 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 just where this has been, and 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 why you feel so much positive energy going forward with this one? Well, Paul Smith's a driving force in this. Paul's the one that actually kind of got it going. They had it for a couple of years at I ninety six. It was starting to get some momentum, but they brought it to Butler, and I mean. It it really, I think it will find a home there. It really will. I mean, it seemed like there's a lot of energy around it. Uh, uh, Mace obviously was a renowned car owner in the area for many years that fielded super modified sprint cars. Actually fielded the car that won the first Williams Grove National Open with John, uh, Gordon Johncock driving. So uh, for all those posse fans, yeah, we won the first one. Just, just so you know. <laughs> but but it, it's... You know, it, to have we haven't had a lot of sprint car races in the area tied back to the history of the sport here, at a facility with a long history, with an a with a uh, with an expanded payoff, obviously with the eighty five hundred dollars to win, and what seems to be garnering a lot of attention is the six foot one trophy handed out on Saturday night. I, I've never led a story with how the winner was going to get the trophy home, but the trophy is 6-1, and this one was over 100 pounds. Wow. Whoa, wait a minute. See, I love she, that. Us us racers, we love a see, good racers trophy. racers love trophies. Remember are, I was yeah. ready to hop in the, the monster truck because the trophies? Yeah, because of the trophies. <laughs> but, okay, a 6 yeah. one trophy is one thing, but it weighs that weight. That means it's not just one of these plastic trophies that yeah, were picked up. Yeah, it's the real thing. The, that sounds like the real, that's, no, that's the real McCoy. No. Hand, handcrafted wood, handcrafted metal, and actually a fun story. They usually chrome the large metal part of the trophy, and they actually had some issues with the chrome finish and Paul and everyone else of all the race weren't real happy with it so the night before the race they started scuffing up the finish on it and they actually powder coated it the day of the race ah. talk about last minute prep to get it in there so he was apologizing to, to Tyler Courtney for the trophy he's like sorry it's not as big as the first one he won and uh, and uh, but I've never like I said I've never led a story and first question Tyler I'm like this is going to sound weird but how are you going to get this thing home and luckily he had won the race before so they had a plan in place to already get it there. 
That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. TJ, before we cut you loose, you do a lot of coverage beyond your home state of Michigan there. You were at Eldora for the for the Million and the Kings Royal. Of course, you're always at Knoxville. Kind of your vision, the state of sprint car racing, pros, cons, concerns. Where's what's what's your take on where we're at here as we're as we're into the final third, which I can't even believe we're saying the final third of the twenty twenty three year. As far as this year, you know, I think there's something we have to pay attention more on the local racing scene, at least in the local regional area, that at the end of the day, for that level of racing, it has to be a, there has to be a degree of fun involved. And it's not just with the racers either. It's like the officials and everyone operating these series. Because when you get down to that level, you have, there, you know, it has to be fun for everyone involved. You have to enjoy who you're working with, who you're racing with, whatever. And I think that has as much to do with the success of a local weekly racetrack or a regional series. And I think some people miss the boat on that a little bit. And if you look, I guarantee you that you find every one of these places that is going well, whether it's a regional sprint car series of any engine displacement or whatever track it is, those people are not only, you know, like enjoying the racing and everything that's going on. They're having fun doing it. I think the fun factor has to have a little more focus, especially at that level. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating you say that, because I'm sitting here thinking about a couple of weeks ago, I went to a USCS show down at Traveler's Rest, and there ain't nobody there making much money, you know, and that sort of thing. But everybody there was having a really good time. And yeah. that's a that's a really your 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 point is your your point is interesting because my most recent race I thought about how you know Terry Gray and, yeah. and Lance Moss and yeah we're here but we're having a good time and just enjoying sprint car racing for what it is I think that's awesome I yeah. think it's great I mean if you're going to find volunteers to run these series and such I mean you have to have a better hope for the outcome of the night then the, uh, gee, I hope I don't get yelled at by somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. without those people, these things don't happen. But also, it's like with the racers, too. If they're going, if the experience isn't fun, why am I spending all this money doing this? So, yeah, yeah. It's something that, I think that at certain places we need to focus on a little bit more. Yeah, because that level, you're not making money. You're spending yeah. money at that level. That's a great, great point. TJ, we're not going to wait another 10, 12 years to do this again. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll dial you up again real soon. But uh, thanks for sharing uh, your, your your story, the, the Butler story, and everything else with us. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. And the next big thing we're going to be doing, I'm making my first trip to the Tuscarora 50. So oh, I'm looking wow. forward. My flight goes out of Pennsylvania or goes to Pennsylvania on Thursday. I'm looking forward to hanging out with the posse for a weekend. Well, and you're at the fair, so you got to go to the Lutheran Church stand. Uh, it's it's already booked. <laughs> it's already booked. That's, well, that's the first yeah. thing I checked out. Yeah, I figured that. Okay, I I I'm 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 not I'm not new here. I should know better than those stupid comments like telling TJ where we need to go for the good stuff. But uh, <laughs> make sure uh, make sure you catch up with Ashley when you get up there just to say hey. And uh, but we appreciate appreciate your time, and you're gonna love the Tuscarora 50. It's a great one. I, I am looking forward. It's great to visit both of you, and uh, hopefully we see you down the road here pretty soon. I Absolutely. hope we do, too, as well. That sounds good. TJ Slideways, thanks again, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You got it. TJSlideways.com. Folks, just log it right in. Put it on your, put it on your daily check-in. That's a daily check-in. And as you can tell, what passion. Yes. What absolute yeah, passion. Yeah, what Todd going has. on 30 years. My God, I mean, we, 
we get we get twisted up about this little thing and that little thing, and he's been slugging it out since 1996. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've and met to his him early point 2000s. about having fun, he's having. I mean, when he goes to the racetrack, he's he's a ball. I yeah. love I love walking into a media room or a racetrack and seeing TJ there because I know we're gonna have a good laugh or two. Great, great stuff, man. Oh man, I love it. That's for sure. We need to step away. More Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing, August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. And let's get into our birthday calendar because, well, it's a bunny. It's a friend. Okay, later this week, Gary Sokola, uh, uh, Jim Culbert, Robert Huffman, uh, Harold Red Lampelius, and Roger Rager. Today, George Nessler. But today is the birthday of Brad Knopfsinger. You know Brad Knopfsinger? I know Brad Knopfsinger. Of course I do. Everyone knows Brad. Who doesn't know Brad Knopfsinger? <laughs> Class of 2023, he started riding motocross at age 10. By age 16, he was the Super Midget midget Rookie of the Year at Ascot. As the career went on, he spent a little time in NASCAR. He had 50 wins in the CRA, 1986-1987 championship, multiple track uh, track records at different tracks, but just a character. Oh, yeah. Just an absolute character. I mean, you are, you are going to have a good time yes. when you walk into Brad Nelson. And I feel like I bump into him at the most random racetrack. Yeah, he lives you just here never in Concord. Know. He lives here in Yeah, Concord. but like, you know, it could be, I could be at Indy and you bump into him, or you could be at Millbridge oh, yeah. or out at the, like, it's I just run. like when you don't expect, you're like, oh, hey. My uh, Cabarrus Brewing Run Club, we run right past his house. Oh. So uh, he sits in there and laughs about me running out there. You know, I mean, now um, the last time I was uh, at Millbridge, I walk up at the trailer because um, he's he's out there at Millbridge all the time. And I walk up to his trailer and we're talking and I had a uh, Brent Kading shirt on, you yeah. know, and we're standing there and all of a sudden he just kind of stops. He says, that's a Brent Kading shirt. And I didn't really, you know, you yeah. grab a shirt out, you don't think about it. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he went on to tell me that. He believes that Brent Kading is yeah. maybe the single best sprint car driver and most underrated sprint car driver in the history of. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah I remember the one time I'm out there, I saw Brad Knopfsinger and Billy Wilburn hanging out at Millbridge. I'm like, <laughs> man, stories they could tell. Oh, right yeah. There. Yeah. Brad, he helped me a lot when I first got, I did a little USAC Silver Crown racing. And, did he? you know, they're not always the friendliest when you come into the, that level. Yeah. And, and Brad was very helpful. So I've always been appreciative. One of my favorites was at World Finals. Brad Knopfsinger and Fred Raymer are telling stories. Oh, boy. Now, now you talk stories. Now you're talking stories. <laughs> you have stories. Fred Raymer in there with him. Yeah. I, I just, um, I just, I, I love it. I, I just so uh, appreciate that. Uh, I so appreciate guys like Brad that are, are the reason we get to do yeah. what we do. The reason the racers get to do what they do. And for, for him to stay just as active and passionate and fun-loving and... I just, I just, yeah. I have huge respect for guys like Brad. And today's his birthday, and we're celebrating on the birthday calendar. So you can become a member, a supporting member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Only twenty-five dollars 
you get a chance to get there. I know Knoxville is wrapped up. I think they have the late model nationals coming up. Mm-hmm. But go see the salute to Williams Grove Speedway that is there. Uh, that $25 gets you uh, $25 membership, gets you free admission to the museum and 10% discount on all museum store items. So uh, World of Outlaw and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars are headed west. The Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Man, this is going to be epic. Yeah. Wednesday night, Fan Fest party from 5 to 8. Drivers, barbecue, music, Sage Fruit Kid Zones, and Aaron Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Woo! Batting down the hatches. They're going to be writing some checks up there. They really are. Thursday and Friday night, 10000 to win. And Saturday, 26000 to win. No doubt about it. The last six Skagit Nationals have been won by six different drivers. J-Mac. Brad Sweet, Carson Macedo, Logan Shuart talked about sweeping there, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and David Gravel. World of Outlaws moved then Sunday and Monday, the Labor Day weekend, uh, Gray's Harbor Speedway, and uh, also up there in the state of Washington. I love this. This, to me, the, all, uh, the All-Stars are all over the place, which is great. They were in Michigan yeah. last week. They've been, to, you know, but man. When they roll in for a Friday and Saturday night special at Attica, yeah. it just does not get any better That's than that. That's their uh, bread and butter. Bread and butter, and you don't know if the All-Stars are going to be running for 1 through 3 or 8 through 10. Very true. Very true there. With $12,000 on the line, it's the Attica ambush this weekend. Central Pennsylvania, Aaron. Oh, Here it's going to be fabulous. Go. It's going to be fabulous. Yep. The Dirt Classic, it starts on Saturday with a kickoff to the Classic, 10000 to win. And Sunday, the Dirt Classic, $20,000 to win. Boy, I saw Jeremy Elliott had an interview with Freddie Raymer. Freddie, Freddie struggled this past Saturday night. He finished second. He had a bad night. <laughs> bad he had night. Five a in a row. Off. hit five wins in a row. Wow. Uh, so he struggled. But uh, I have a hunch Freddie's yeah. looking at looking at. 10 grand and 20 grand. Stays out of the drama. Win. Yeah, exactly. And well, there we go. There we go. We'll have that for sure. Um, fun stuff. And the fun stuff up in Pennsylvania also. Saturday night is the kickoff night of racing of the Juniata County Fair. Monday, the 72nd annual Foss Jewelers of Levitt's, uh, Lewistown Labor Day Classic. Afternoon racing. I like that. At Port Royal. It's, it's just, like one track that it seems that they, they can pull off the afternoon racing. Steve Steinle can make that thing yeah, work. Yeah, it's really a does. hard thing to do when he makes it work. Yeah. Um, it is, it is, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we started the show. We talked about it. We're bummed because we're talking about championships, but boy, this next month, this world of all up point yeah. battle we have is phenomenal. Okay. Now Bradley's Bradley's starting to Check out become Brad ruin everything. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's like we're seeing David will have a struggle. Then Carson will have a struggle. Then David will have a struggle. And then they're another 12 points on, and Brad just keeps boom, boom, Picking boom, away. boom, yep. boom. Brad Sweet is just phenomenal where he's at right now. Just phenomenal. I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun to watch excellence, and we get to see it with Brad, especially when you have David and Carson and then Logan and the next tier of drivers. Yep. Th- they are throwing everything at Brad. And he's just like, okay, I'll finish second. No, yeah. I'll finish third. I'll uh, I, yeah, go ahead and win the race. I'll see you up there on the podium. We'll all get a picture made. And then someone else decides to win. I'll see you up there on the podium. The guy is amazing. And it's going to be a fun fall season uh, because they also roll into Pennsylvania mm. for, for a weekend at Williams Grove and a weekend yeah. at Port. Um, so it's all really, really good. The month of money in Pennsylvania up in, up there at, uh, you know, with the Tuscarora 50. I love that TJ's going to the Tuscarora 50. Me too. Man, I just well, that just means we get more good coverage from there too, because he yep. does such a great job. Fun stuff, fun show. It was a fun show. Yeah, Logan Shuhart and Todd Buffenbarger, TJ Slideways, joining us on the program. So fun stuff, and uh, let's see the Labor Day weekend show. 
Man, oh man, Oof. that doesn't seem possible. That really doesn't. Wow. Going to, uh, going to Darlington, we're going to see if one of our sprint car guys, maybe Larson or Bell or someone like that, can, uh, or Stenhouse, yeah. can, uh, can, can, can start toward a cup championship. Start with the Southern 500, man. I am telling you, I know, I know that sprint car people like sprint car racing. That's like a duh. 25 lap, 30 lap features. But yeah. I am telling you, there is a challenge of 500 miles at Darlington. Darlington of all places. There is yeah. a challenge of that. Now, you, I'm telling you, that place is amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So I wish it, I got to race there. The, the really? trucks didn't go there. Trucks didn't know that's right yeah. when you were part of yeah because yeah. that place boy I'm talking that place you can be you can be a combination of Denny Hamlin Martin Truex Jr Kevin Harvick the best guys we have right now yeah. you can be that combination and you can roll into one of those corners and you swear the wall just whaps you <laughs> you don't even know what happened that's how that place I hate is. when that happens oh that place is just brutal on everybody. Yeah. And boy, somebody on Sunday night's going to hoist a trophy that means the a world lot. to them. Yep. So and that's and that's what's fun about it. And well, and we'll see that with we see that with sprint car racing. The the tough ones, the tough ones are the big ones, and that's what we got. Yep. So it's going to be awesome. It'll be an awesome weekend and awesome month of September. That is for sure. So with that, we're going to get on out of here again. We appreciate Logan and uh, Todd joining us here on the program. More important, oh, then uh, coming up. Oh, speaking of Washington. <laughs> Man, I love this one too. Uh, we talk on our TV show with Trey Starks, the, the Washingtonian. The what? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ashley is Ashley's created a new word, which might create a new T-shirt. Which is you've got to tune into our TV show to find out what she's talking about. Rev TV Wednesday night, Mav TV on Friday afternoon. Our guest is Trey Starks. Love the Trey Starks yeah. story, you know, too. We had talked to him a year or two ago. Yep. You and I did, and that's continued to evolve. And now. It's like it's like he's he's he didn't run from sprint car racing. He ran to a family business that he needed to be part of, and sprint car racing, four ten sprint car racing, is running to him now. Yeah, and man, he's like living right and living large. Got five wins, and he wouldn't mind win number six one time this weekend. Yeah, a Sage Fruits Gadget Nationals. So yeah, Trey Starks is our guest. All right, back to the close. We do appreciate our guests joining us here on the program, but more important than all of that, thank you for joining us this time here on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches.